Welcome to Direct-to-Video DVD Extras, a podcast between podcasts where we talk about whatever we want. Now, where's the button on this thing? Do you know that was my... Looking back, that was my biggest problem with the Fantastic Beasts movie? I haven't watched it, and I don't think I want to. It's a good movie. I do recommend it. But I'll say this, because it's not, it's not a flaw... It, it it's a flaw. I mean, it's not a it's not really a spoiler. The president, the wizarding president of the United States, is a black woman. And at first, yeah. I thought, oh, that's kind of weird. It's supposed to be the twenties. And the more I thought about that, the more I could not get over it. Because yeah, you know what she could not be able to do is like walk down the street without getting spat on. That she's the most powerful person in america and also like in this weird in another life if she ever wants to walk down a muggle street completely powerless and i could not wrap my mind around it because what it did is it seemed to ignore the inherent reality of the 1920s of of being black in the 1920s yeah it's it's such a and yeah and i think my my hope for a, a book about, or sorry, a movie about wizards in set in such early American times is the fact that like, like 1920s America was rife with 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 xenophobia. Like it was a it, it to this day, xenophobia is is a problem. But like it always, was always really in the big. Harry Potter universe. Instead of using xenophobia, they use like Muggleborn and stuff like that. They use the idea that that witches and wizards and muggles are all completely different things and that at at their core a bunch of people hate each other and it's a good it's a good analog to talk about race but unless I think you I I don't think you could have a uh, a movie take place during that time and not try to start that conversation if you're going to have people of color in the movie then it needs to be pointed out that their lives can't be easy it gets even weirder once you start like if, if you start because because the the big thing for me is uh is somebody uh somebody posted this uh, little piece on twitter that and, and it's one of those things that like it shouldn't matter because it's a fuck it's a movie about wizards and shit. Right. But but it does matter because this is a it's a movie about wizards and shit that's taking place in a historical setting. And and it's that are are the lives of 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 African British and African American and African wizards so so far removed from from being a normal person like how how far is that removal because right. because it, it wasn't people it must w- have muggle parents what do they do how how do you reconcile with the fact that your parents live less than human living conditions or even then like like a king like really um i'm gonna look up this because it, it, it I'm I'm thinking of it not being that far away, because it's set it's set in the 1920s, right? Yes. That's 60 years from the Civil War, and like 
Like, that's maybe two generations ago. If you are an African wizard, you might have had slave parents. Like, that's so... Like, no, it, if it you're an African wizard, apart. if you're an African wizard... Wizards, an African-American wizard. Wizards can live for a long time. If you're an African-American wizard and it happened 60 years ago, there's a decent chance you were there. And it's... It just falls apart. <laughs> it's one of those things that, like, kudos to this movie for having an African-American woman in a position of power. I guess here's my main problem. This was always my main problem with this movie. It never felt like an American movie. And I, I think mean, that's... I think that's it. I think that if you look... If you start to look too closely, the idea that it's historical is just... Like window trimmings, yeah. It's just it, to make it look nice. It's not because it makes any sense. And it it doesn't it doesn't add to it doesn't add to the story. I don't think. No. Well, it had to be historical because she had established that this person existed in the past in the original Harry Potter yeah. movies. Well, I mean, it did. It never needed to be in America, though. She could have done it anywhere else. And we wouldn't have had to have this conversation. Well, it's not it's anywhere po- else. Well, I mean, I was going to say it's possible that she could have, what she that she should have had it set, at least to some extent, in Britain because that's a setting that she is comfortable writing in. She's not only com- she's very good at writing w- with British history and British folklore, but there was almost none of that in this movie that took place in America. The one thing was the Thunderbird is was in this movie, and the Thunderbird is very American. <laughs> but other than that, there just wasn't a lot that screamed American to me. Yeah, it's I respect J.K. Rowling a lot as a book author because of how 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 in tune her her the Harry Potter books were with british history from what i could tell i'm not a british person so i can't um, i can't speak to how well in tune they are but from what i heard from people who are british it was pretty damn spot on i read a book called tamsin and tamsin it's written by peter s beagle who wrote the last unicorn yeah it's about a girl who has to move to england and when she moves to england she meets a ghost and she needs a bugger and she needs a big black dog that when it appears it means danger's coming and she sees all this stuff that I hadn't really realized was just English stuff <laughs> that I know from Harry Potter and I loved reading that book because suddenly the wild hunt was its own thing oh man and suddenly um, the idea of like a painting with a soul is its own thing and stuff like this. And also, the thing about Rowling is that she knows stories. She... Okay. Do you know how there are four Ninja Turtles? Yeah. And do you know how they all have different personality traits that sort of work well together, if you put them all together? Yes. And you know how that's the same for, like, the characters of Scooby-Doo? To an extent, yeah. Writing like that, people have done it by accident for forever. Yeah. And she did that on purpose. And you you can see, you can tell when somebody does it on purpose because they think through it so much more. But if you write it on purpose, people respond to it without realizing why. 
because yeah. people have been writing like this without realizing why. And once you start taking into account that they're going to respond to it, you can build a whole universe around that idea. Yeah. And that's what she did. Uh, she did that, and also, uh, like, The Last Airbender does that with uh, with the four elements. Another uh, another TV show that I have not watched. Really? Well, okay. Oh, so, you uh, told me we've, about this. Yeah, we've, we've about talked this. about this. You saw, like, the first and last episode. And not in that order, but yeah. You saw the last and first episode? So, I watched damn, the I watched the series finale of the show... And I was like, holy shit, that was amazing. I can't wait for more of this show. And my cousin said, that was it. And then uh, Nickelodeon was like, and now we're going to marathon all of the, all of Avatar The Last Airbender mm-hmm. starting now. And so I watched the first episode. Okay. And then, and then later, I think like my freshman year of college, I tried to watch The Last Airbender from the beginning. And I got, I got pretty far into the first season before kind of just resigning myself to the fact that it's kind of hard to be satisfied with character development when you already know how long it's going to take for them to get to that awesome thing you saw. <laughs> like, fuck, it's so hard. I ruined that series for myself. Oh, that's too bad. It's a really fun series. I I know. I just, oh, I'm... It's a really like, fun series, and more importantly, it's cleverly written, partially because of these really old... Like, I'm talking... Uh, uh, ancient Greece and even before that character tropes that humans just respond to yeah it's I, I just you you there there's always uh I, I don't know like I can really respect writers who are able to on purpose manipulate the um those those well kind of ingrained tropes mm-hmm uh, it's it's one of the reasons why I'm like ninety percent sure that George Lucas wasn't actually sure with what he was doing, and that he just kind of accidentally happened to make Star Wars a perfect uh, hero's journey. You think he accidentally wrote the perfect hero's journey? I think I think he allowed his I think he allowed the person writing his script to make a hero's journey. I don't think George Lucas understood why it worked. Okay. Because remember, George Lucas wrote an outline for like nine movies, and then I, I think at the time his wife pared it down into the first two movies, bef- and she didn't work on the third that's movie. That's another one. That's why, that's why people respond to Star Wars, because Star, yeah. Wars, Star Wars Episode Four and Star Wars Episode Seven are both the perfect hero's journey. Beat for beat. Which Right, which was the point of Episode Seven, which is one of the things I was like, oh, that's kind of... Okay, I can get behind this, but it's a little, it's a little... On the it nose. Was on, it was on purpose, like, derivative, derivative well, of the original it, Star Wars. It's it's one of those weird things, I think, where uh, I, I truly believe that The Force Awakens is meant to be kind of a soft reboot of Star Wars. That kind of makes sense. If, um, have you ever played, um, have you ever played the Old Republic games? Knights of the Old Republic? I started playing uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2 way back when. Uh-huh. And uh, I liked it, but I couldn't I couldn't physically play the game because it kept crashing so much. Um, rip and piece that game. So the thing about Knights of the Old Republic is it was originally supposed to be three games. Yeah. 
in the first game, there is, uh, without giving away the whole story or anything. No, go ahead. I, uh, one of my roommates talks about it all the time. So. I don't want to get into the whole story is the thing. Oh, okay. Okay. There's, there's basically a Death Star. All right. It's some sort of ancient Sith technology. It doesn't destroy planets in one blast, but it did devastate the entire the entire top part of a planet. Okay. In a couple minutes. You know, wow. it just kept yeah. shooting and and everybody was dead. Okay. Okay. So in the first in the first game, you have to destroy that and beat the main boss and win the game and you're the hero. Okay. Yeah, And then in the second game, you're a different person. You come into it with a different character each time. In the second game, there is a much darker feel. You're not sure. You're not always sure what's going on or who to trust. Yeah. And it ends in this very ambiguous, maybe your ship is about to be destroyed by the collapsing of a planet that your character had turned into basically rubble 20 years ago. Oh, shit. And it's really dark. It's like the ending of Empire, where yeah. they've lost Han, and Luke yeah. has just lost his hand, and lost a fight with Darth Vader, and everything sucks. Mm-hmm. And the third one was supposed to be, you know, the upwards arc again. Yeah. That's what made me think of... I think that's what they're going to do with the new trilogy. They're going to have the happy one, the sad one, and then the upper arc. I, I See, I my my big uh, qualm with that is the fact that I think... I think they're taking that one step further ahead because I think they did the first... In the narrative structure of, of A New Hope, they managed to, com- to accomplish both tasks of of starting hopeful but kind of bringing it down to that second film by the end of the first one. You said a new hope. I did. Did you mean Force Awakens? No, no, I'm saying that Force Awakens within by uh Okay, let me rephrase this. Yes, in the same the in the narrative structure of a new hope, all they accomplish is doing the happy kind of upswing of we can oh, do but this. You're saying with spoilers you're saying with the death of han solo and, and the injury and of finn kylo ren yeah and having to escape while the while the uh, star killer base okay that's a stupid name <laughs> it's just clearly the death star but we're gonna call it something slightly han, different. han solo says like when they introduce the star killer base he says i think something along the lines of so they just built a bigger one yeah i As, know uh, it was so fucking fucking great i loved um, it um so stark so the star killer base while that's being destroyed having to get away yeah and having lost something where you didn't really lose that much in in episode four and then going and meeting luke that's yeah that's the whole up down up yeah okay, I, I can see that i i and the, the i also i have a feeling that the second and i could be way wrong about this but my my understanding of the character that is uh-huh. kylo ren who by the way i think is one of the most um one of the most compelling star wars villains ever in terms of just complexity yes that's my, here's here's my but, thing with him we know as the audience 
that Anakin is around somewhere as a magic force ghost. Yeah. And that he's not evil. And here's Kylo Ren talking to his... Helmet. Talking to his helmet, like, wanting to hear him. Well, it's... Okay, I have so I could talk about my Star Wars fan theories. I'm not going to. I just find it fascinating. Um, I do too. I have a lot of I fan theories based around that. Yeah, same. No, and um, kudos to Adam Driver, an amazing actor. But um, even if I was completely aware of what was about to happen when he killed his dad, I fucking rough. God, dude, I was fucking. Sp- I didn't know anything about that movie. Somebody spoiled that for me literally 30 minutes before I got to the theater. Oh, that blows. Oh, man. Mm. It didn't ruin the movie for me, but it just, it it made what would have been a slow realization a, a dreaded moment. Yeah. Like, like I could, as I watched the movie, like, I, I realized, like, oh, man, they, I would have been, I would have, I would have been, like, hyperventilating in my seat if I didn't know, because this movie takes every minute to show you that Han Solo is, like, nearing the end of his projected lifespan. Yeah. He was, like, such a dad to both uh, Finn and Ray. Uh, Ray. And you could sort of see it, like, at, like, the end of his character arc. Yeah. That was, uh, that was, it, 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 it was, it was a downer. It, it really, and I, I think, while, while the events of The Force Awakens are the events of, um, A New Hope in, in terms of just, like, uh, this character is introduced. They realize that they're force sensitive. Their mentor passes away. They get into this climactic lightsaber duel. They blow up the Death Star. Bl- whatever. Uh-huh. Emo- well, he actually never gets into a climactic lightsaber duel. Luke. Luke? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Luke doesn't. He he does in the second one. Turns on. He doesn't turn on the lightsaber for battle until the second episode, well, which and- I think is I think is kind of fascinating. And I think that's looking back on it. That's he had my. That, he had that stupid thing the whole time. He could have cut a hole in, in the Death Star to like get into a different room or to get out of the trash compactor, or all this, all this other stuff. He could have used it during any of the firefights, but he didn't because he didn't like know what he was doing. Yeah, well, he's and he and doesn't. He doesn't have the. Um, he's not the hero yet. He's. He's not the hero yet. Exactly. And and I think people people I have, don't. I have decided. I have decided. I love Luke's character arc as a really bad hero. He Ray. One of the things. One of the things people don't like about Ray, but one of the things I like about Ray, is that she is really good at being the hero, even though she doesn't want to. And Luke wants to be the hero, and can't yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think if you want to see a Luke character. In in this movie series, in The Force Awakens, you have to look at Finn because Finn Finn wants to be a, a good person. He just doesn't know how to be one. Yeah, but Finn is also like super good at just fighting. Yeah. Plus, there's this weird question of his, if of if he's gonna make out with Poe later, which um, even and, though he's super into Ray. Uh, really, I don't think so. They, I don't know. You don't? No. I felt like. I felt watching that. I felt like he he was doing almost puppy dog eyes at her the whole time. I think that's but just. Then, but he, then Poe shows up and he's like, "You're alive!" And then Poe like they have this weird moment. Poe literally basically, bites his lip in slow motion. Basically, the big question is, "Who we gonna fuck?" <laughs> Finn, <laughs> who you gonna fuck? <laughs> Finn, you have two characters in front of you. Swipe left or swipe right. 
God. Um. Well, and so and but that's the thing is, plus is like it, Keith, plus like Keith the jacket. <laughs> um, somebody I retweeted a video like forever ago after I watched the movie of that scene where he says that and then they slow-mo it down <laughs> and, and Poe like looks down and like up downs him and like l- like bites his lower lip super hard I was like damn so I, I, it wasn't just me then I, I'm glad it wasn't just me no, I didn't notice that until you posted that video, and I'm like, "Oh, damn!" Yeah, it's it's he, there. He, he is DTF. It is. Yeah. That's fantastic. But I, I will also say I think Finn is really into Ray, and Ray has not noticed this. I think Ray has a lot on her plate. Um, That's true. I mean, I think it's kind of cool that she hasn't noticed it. Honestly, <laughs> she has other stuff to think about. Yeah, like seriously, like these, like I don't care about these two fuckboys. I need to like save the galaxy. Exactly. But, um, something I that I... To, I need to get home to my non-existent parents. Yeah. Or whatever it is that's in her head. But, what what I've been, like, basically what I've been trying to say this whole time is, um... I, let me interrupt you again. God, you son of a bitch. Just <laughs> let me, like, I just let me get this out of my system. <laughs> um, okay, is that... The story beats of The Force Awakens might, like, match up to important moments in... A New Hope, but emotionally by the end of Force Awakens, you are at the end of Empire Strikes Back because mm. because by the end of Force Awakens, you have that climactic lightsaber duel with this bad person that uh, threatened you earlier at just right, like... He almost kills Finn. And and that's the thing is, is Finn, Finn is in like, in a hospital and in a coma mm-hmm. in that Han Solo position. Um, Poe Dameron is off doing whatever the fuck he needs to do, um, and, like, like all of the characters are scattered probably into the wind. Like, probably just, like, fly super good and look hot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what Poe does. Poe Dameron's dad is actually, um, Cassian from the first movie. He just... I don't know if that's true, I just pulled that out of my butt. I don't understand that joke you made, but I don't think it is true. <laughs> I actually think his parents... I, I remember reading, uh... A Star Wars comic a while back. I think his parents are like original new characters. Okay, which is, which I is I I don't know what I want, but I don't want Rey to be a Skywalker. I want her to be. She's somebody though. I want her to be a Kenobi. I don't know how. That'd be that'd be kind of cool. But that's what I want. All I remember from I remember this from the Clone Wars. There was there was some there was some lady that Obi Wan was all over but i think she died and i'm not sure how that would work in this uh hey there's it would it would have to be while he was older or possibly that imaginary kid's child it's yeah it's there there's got to be a way um obi-wan probably isn't the only kenobi in the galaxy but if like he had to have parents i think it's possible i suppose it is technically possible i would just i would I would rather uh, Ray be a Kenobi and then have to somehow explain it than her just being a Skywalker. How would you even explain that one? That would mean that Luke is the worst. I mean, if... What, if what that Mar- would basically mean is that Luke had a kid, then later got all of his, uh, his, his students killed because some of them turned and then ran away yeah 
which makes him the worst. I can understand just having the Sith show up and him running away because him knowing that he needed to fix this in a spiritual way and not just by killing them. Yeah. I can understand that. And I can understand him wanting to sort of Yoda find himself. But I don't... Like, if he had a kid, that would be the shittiest thing he could have done. Well, if if uh, if Mark Hamill's uh, interview, recent interviews are to be believed, then Luke Skywalker is hella gay. So... Which, if I had accidentally kissed my own sister, I wouldn't look back either. So... Um, there's a... A lot of people like his wife that was only in the books and some of the video games. Yeah, but but who cares? Like, seriously. I mean, that's fine. I'm just saying... <laughs> hey, look, that's fine. <laughs> you can you can not care about that. That's perfectly fair. I'm I've... just saying that this person existed in a universe. And him being... I mean, him being super gay is actually a little bit sad because he still ran away to a rock by himself. So... Straight or gay, you ain't getting any. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but that was always true anyway. <laughs> there's, there's also possibly a grave. Ah, oh, shit. Like he's standing at something that might be a grave, and we're not sure who that's for yet. It's, it is, it is entirely possible that uh, he ran away and like got married and had a happy life, and then that person died. And he just yeah, that would be, um, and he just didn't give a shit about the galaxy after that. He's like, I'm fucking done trying to save the galaxy. I did my best, and it all went to shit, and I'm done. Living on the island and being sad. That's why Leia's the better character. I I always I I like I like the arc that has Luke, this person who tried so hard to be the hero and then accomplished it, falling from that grace. Well, we already have that arc, definitely, because. Any other thing that happened, he did, he did uh, teach Ben Solo so incorrectly that he turned to the dark side and started killing other children. Yeah. Well, God, I don't want to talk about my Star Wars fan theories, so okay, I'm not going to. I'm going to spare you that. Okay, don't do it. Um, Just don't. Here's how easy it is. Yeah. Um, that uh, I think. Do you see how much I'm not talking about Star Wars right now? Damn it! <laughs> Thank you for listening to Direct to Video VHS DVD Extras. I have been your host, Tony Robusto. I have been your host, Andy Luke. I am your daddy, Reyes. <laughs> oh! Literally, <laughs> literally, I can't stop myself from doing it anymore! <laughs> but come on, man! <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, do not choke, but then I couldn't remember what the third word was. I was like, it's not ambitions. <laughs> Shit. Hurry, come up As- with something else. Aspirations. aspirations. Um, but, oh. oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just get it out of your system. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um... <laughs> You good? I am so sorry. That was not the reaction I expected or wanted. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Um, uh, as always, you can find us at direct2.video. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at royalty underscore valens. The underscore is important. 
And, uh, oh, jeez. And you can find me on Twitter at TheaterBets with an E-R. And, uh, while you are on the internet, anywhere on the internet, doesn't matter where, you can leave us a five-star rating and review. Just, um, type that into Google. Type, leave us a five-star rating and review, and presumably something will come up. That That's how the internet works. Yeah, iTunes, Google Play, we don't care, just give us that review. The Google Play, Google Play actually had a weird problem where it was still playing from our SoundCloud one, which only had oh, two episodes shit. on it. Uh, but I fixed it. It all just right, took cool. a while. <laughs> That's good. Oh, and all those links are actually on direct-to-video now. If you want to go over there and just click, you can do that. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Synergy. Yeah, for the first time ever, I would like to thank Lee Rosevier for the theme from Penguins on Parade off of Music for Podcast 3. Um, sure. Lee Rosevier is a dude. I just looked this up. Male. Uses, mas- uses masculine pronouns. Uh, it's, it is a nice theme song, and, uh, you can fucking read about that in the description if you're so up on it. If you're so inclined, yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? But, uh... I'll tell you what I'm doing. I am the ghost of John Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goddamn. Perfect! I, I I hold I hold myself back. Do you want me to not? Do you want me to just make a Hamilton reference every time I see one? Would you prefer that? <sighs> kind of. When you said unless, which I feel like was more of a my brother, my brother and me reference. Yeah, it was. I almost sang unless back. You should have. I was setting you up for it. I was really sad when you just kept I going. Was, I, I, yeah, I, ugh. Oh.